Praise the Lord, niggas. Jade is Praise in this <laughs> I want you all to know that. I, I just want you all to know that. I want you to oh rest God. in that. But she's my sis, and we're back with episode, what is this? 28, 28 of, 28. oh my Lord, episode 28 of Getting Grown with Jada Kia, where we discuss all things adulting, the good, the bad, and we don't know what the hell we're doing. Amen. Come on, it's a struggle, full time. <laughs> but we out here um, trolling one another, well, Jay's trolling me. <laughs> What's going on, sis? Nothing. I, um... Nothing's going on. Atlanta is happening. So, yeah, you guys make sure you check out the link in the description box and come out to this fabulous pop up. There's only a couple tickets left. Um, you got to sell your wares. Sell right? your wares. October 22nd. And then in foolish news, I was riding around today by myself. And so I was playing just a random playlist that I found on Apple Music. And Genuine So Anxious came on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <And> <laughs> And I was in the car imitating him by myself. Of course you are. Cracking up. Of course you are. It's tempting. I know you are. Where you been? Don't come for Elvin. Give me my message. Don't come for (laughs) Elvin. Don't come for him. Your expressions are telling me that you've been thinking the same thing. Just as soon as your shift is over. This is still <laughs> you are really just down for the count all by I yourself. Was like, <laughs> and I was like this in my car today, tickled. How was your week? Work. Listen, I had a, a work, man. Work is work is work, but I had a, a good week. I was in uh, the shy. Mm. Uh, Chicago was a good time. Did you eat delicious food? I had deep dish pizza. That was cool. Okay. Um, I went to the south side of Chicago. Shout out to Tracy May. Tracy May came to pick me up, and we went all about the town. We, she took me to get deep dish pizza, and then she took me on a tour. I saw the Obama House, which is really like, it's really like the forest. Like she was Mom like, "There's the Obama House," and I was like, "Those are trees." She's like, "Well, behind the trees is the Obama House. <laughs> they have really like the house is surrounded by about." Uh, 15 to 20 trees. Like, you can't see the house at all. You can I see love the, it. I'm just like, that's what's up. Um, so I saw the Obama forest. Um, and then, um, we went to, uh, R. Kelly McDonald's. Did you see my snap? I, no, I have, I'm bad with Snapchat. Oh, savior God. So let me just tell you blacks this. Okay. R. Kelly is not new to this pedophilia thing. Like, oh, I know. True to it. He is absolutely true to it. So apparently, before R. Kelly was like uh, nationwide famous, he was like Chicago famous, right? So he was singing with that group, public announcement and crap. Yep. And uh, yippee yo yippee yo. You know, he in Chicago, he used to be singing. What was that song they had? Vibe. Anyway, um, I don't remember. I just remember. I just remember yippee yo. You know how Kelly got that signature vibrato. That wide vibrato. Uh, <laughs> am I making that up? He's I really feel like I really feel like he had a song. Was it? Did I make that up? 
I hope I didn't make that up. Hold on. Well, I do. I do know Yippee Yo by public announcement. Yippee-yo, yippee what up your body, baby? That was after, uh... It was after Aura. That was after, that was after he left the group, but they did have a song called Vibe. Yes, she's got that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew I, wasn't making it, I knew I wasn't making it up. Anyway. Every time you do it, it's so gross. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Girl, you know you got that vibe. Vibe. <laughs> Oh my God! Everybody, Google it. Uh, <laughs> He's got that vibe. Don't Google it. He's canceled. He is. But anyway, back in those vibe days, R. Kelly used to sit his old nasty McNasty pants pedophilic behind. There was a McDonald's that was adjacent to a high school. I don't remember the name of the high school. Uh, Tracy said it. He used to park his old musty behind outside that that McDonald's and be posted out there to wait for the children to get out from school trend. so that he could. Just be his old filthy McNasty self. Trash. And they actually, like, in Chicago, this McDonald's is known as R. Kelly McDonald's. Not because he's an upstanding citizen, but because he is a creep. And he used to hang out in I front of him. the McDonald's, like, so much that people just associate that McDonald's with his old filthy criminal behind. He he is a disgusting, slimy human being. I cannot stand him. I remember my sister was in Chicago at All Star. And um, she was she was like 16, 17 years old. And she called me and my mom and she was like, I saw this person and that person. She's like, oh, my God, there goes R. Kelly. And my mom was like, move. <laughs> Get out of the way. Please. Nobody please. has time to be playing with Aura. Aura. I don't have Rabbit. no time Rabbit. for Aura. Rabbit. I don't really fool with Rabbit. But, um, I knew yeah, this set of country uh, brothers and one of them's name was Robert and the other one's name was Bobby. <laughs> just wanted to share that. <laughs> well, maybe they call Robert Robbie instead of Bobby. Mm, whatever. R. Kelly is canceled, and I will never ever forgive him because he ruined happy people. Like, <laughs> I cannot enjoy happy people anymore. Like, he ru- ruined 12 he play. play. He ruined so many songs that I really once loved. Ignition. I cannot enjoy them. I cannot enjoy them. Or even if I do enjoy them, I feel guilt and shame. Like no, I do. Listen, I I let like forty seven seconds of 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 an R Kelly song play today because it was on that R and B playlist, and I had to turn it off. Like in myself, I was like, I in my good conscience, I cannot listen to this. (sighs) Let me tell you something. I remember Happy People. Like he's a marketing genius. I mean, love him or hate him. Crime, criminal or no criminal, like, I mean, criminal, definitely, but like, R. Kelly released beautiful, he released wonderful music right in conjunction with all of the horrible, heinous acts that he did, but he did. So, like, I just remember when Happy, same damn time, you know what I'm saying? When Happy People came out, I mean, we forgave him because, I mean, I didn't, I did. They keep the world turning, turn, you see, I'm doing the, you know, my shoulders is going. I like to toot toot and I like to beat beat, but now I can't. I just can't anymore, but I just cannot get excited. And I used to, happy people, what? That is my song. 86 R. Kelly and 86 Goya. I'm not even a happy person. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You like that damn song. Oh, that's it's terrible. Right. That's terrible. I mean, like, know I'm, yourself. I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not like a one of those bubbly people. <laughs> I'm not terribly bubbly. Like, 
I have joy, <laughs> but I'm not like on a day to day basis. <laughs> One of those people that's just, are you all right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Are you joking? Oh my God. Dying a little bit. But, um, okay. <laughs> I meant to say that I'm just not like, you know, I really, I was very surprised to love happy people because, you know. You ain't happy people. Yes. Niggas, you, niggas are always telling me to smile. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> Happy t- happy people got you showing all your happy teeth. Happy people, I just cannot sit still. And I just, now I feel shame. When I do the little, when I hear the song, I get excited. And then instantly it's just like, oh, no, you can't sing that. No, 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 you so can't do, do that. So what do we do when the DJ's <laughs> playing our favorite groove? I'm turn like, it off. sing, art. Turn, turn it off. Oh, no. Sing. <laughs> <laughs> You're See, just like those niggas on Boondocks. The inner turmoil I'm just having. Oh, somebody help me. Jesus. Okay. Did you see the episode of Boondocks where, where it was the R. Kelly episode? Uh-uh. And as soon, like, they were out there protesting at the courthouse. As soon as these niggas turned on the music, niggas just started dancing. Niggas was just dancing in the street on top of cars. And Huey was pissed off. And that's me sitting over in the corner like, look at you niggas. I'm All so it takes sorry. is a d- fucking drum beat. Listen. <laughs> All I need is the baseline and a good hardwood floor. And I'm sliding around like, <laughs> like somebody's Aunt Nancy. Like, yes! Come on. <laughs> you are somebody's Aunt Nancy. Auntie. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of aunties and uncles, did you go to the Bourbon Ball? <laughs> you, I just... No shade to anybody who went to the Bourbon Ball, but... I just feel like that's like auntie and uncle prom. We get dressed and go up to the bourbon ball. No, I absolutely did not. I mean, all the other girls was there. Why didn't you go? If all the other girls jumped. Oh my God. Here you go. Into a pool of shit. I would not follow them. So I did not. (laughs) <laughs> like there's a lot happening i'm like fanning over there. <laughs> what is going i'm looking on? for my church fan you know i usually keep one on my makeup desk you know but i can't I find my church fan. i must have left it in the bathroom I, um, no i did not attend the bourbon ball but our dear xd I did say, your brother was there i saw him. he was I there saw his pictures. Yeah. Rob, bobby was there Bobby was there. Yes. I thought Bobby was in blackface initially when I looked <laughs> no, on Instagram, and then I opened the picture. <laughs> Shades of gray mask, honey. Give me I was like, oh, you're feeling kinky tonight, huh? Listen, come on. Yeah, we get kinky tonight. Apparently, Bourbon yeah. Ball is a move. Some of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, people like like fly Listen, from other places to attend. Other places. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not it's mad. It's lit. It's lit. No. Never mad at how in, you choose in, to partay. I heard that there was one in D.C. coming up, so unfortunately, I will be out of town the weekend that it is happening. But I hope that you niggas have a wonderful time. I hope you I do. think niggas, just, yeah, no, don't fight, you know. Shout out to and, the folks uh, at the Bourbon Ball, whoever you are. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? I meant that genuinely. <laughs> I know. This is popping right now. Like. Shout out to my niggas. So, yes, I remixed it this week. Oh, yeah. Um, shout out this week. Shout out to my bro is actually Dietrich Hicks with Five Tier Media. Five Tier Media is a multimedia company founded by Dietrich with a mission to promote and sell digital film, web, and creative content. And the latest project is a web series featuring our brother Dustin. Dustin got like 72 um, jobs. I respect Right. I respect it. Dustin, he always got something going on. 
So the premise um, for the latest for the latest um, web series that's out called Sisters is after laying their mother to rest, two sisters are forced to move from Ohio to Brooklyn to live with their older sister, who's a beauty and lifestyle journalist. Their worlds are turned upside down as three different personalities try to coexist in a one bedroom apartment. And it was written and directed by Dietrich. So I definitely wanted to shout Dietrich out. Um, I'm really excited because I'll be doing something with Dietrich soon and soon, maybe not just me. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I want you guys to check out Sisters. So we'll make sure we put the link in the description box so that you guys can check it out and catch up. The first episode just came out. So you'll be able to catch up pretty quickly. I haven't watched it yet, but I plan on watching it because I enjoy Dietrich. I had a chance to meet him at the Friend Zone Live. He's a very pleasant young man. And he he's very smart because he said I had great comedic timing. I don't even know what that means, but amen. Here we are. But shout out Dietrich to you. Dietrich be creeping. Yo, I didn't even know. I was just like, what? Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, be creeping. I didn't even know. I went out there and told these niggas not to ask 42 questions because you only get one question at the Q&A. Amen. <laughs> but, um, Amen. But um, I love I love Dietrich. He's a really cool guy, and he's super talented. I'm yes. excited to watch uh, this uh, movie. Is it a movie? Is it a web, web series? series. Um, I'm excited. Web series. Is it episode one, or is the whole thing is out? Is so just episode one comes out every Tuesday at seven p.m. Don't quote me on that, Don't but I'm gonna put the yes. link in the description and box, and y'all can check all that all right. out. <laughs> Shout out to you, Dietrich. I'm proud of you. Uh, you out here, and I'm still praying about what we talked about last week. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna just be honest. I don't. I don't really know because I don't know. <laughs> I see it for you. I see it. I don't for you. know. You know what I'm saying? Like I got 44 jobs. And right now, I'm yeah, just trying, to, I'm trying to think about bandwidth. But, you know, we'll see what the Lord says. <laughs> we'll see what the Lord says. So shout out to Dietrich. Y'all check him out. All the information will be in the description box. Absolutely. Shout out to our bro. I'm also going to shout out to my sis because she's popping hey. right now. I'm going to shout out Vic Jagger. Everyone in the DMV should be familiar with Vic Jagger. She is the midday party DJ on Magic 102.3 and 92.7. Um, she's on, I think, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And uh, segments on her show include the Midday Buzz, Happy Hour Mix with DJ Face, Grown Folks Convo. She always has the hottest tickets to the uh, uh, best concerts in the area. Um, and she's just awesome to listen to. She's my good, good friend. And she's also recently started doing... Um, uh, you can find her on NBC4 Washington with Leon Harris and Pat Lawson Muse. She does the Tuesday Ooh. trend. Um, every week she does a segment where she does, uh, the latest in hot topics. She's like the shade room on NBC4, uh, Washington. And I'm just, I just love her. I'm so proud of her. She's out here grinding. Money yeah, Leah, she's out here literally with these bloody shoes on, making all these money moves. I'm proud of you, Vic. Yes. You're growing your brand. You out here, and I can't wait to see what God's going to do for you next. So, everyone, if you're in the DMV, please check out uh, Big Jagger on Magic 102.3 um, or 92.7. And uh, everyone, check out NBC Washington or NBC4 Washington. You can find her there, NBCWashington.com, and search for the Tuesday hey. Trend, and you'll see her weekly segment. I will check it out for do that, sure. Do that, do that, do that, do that. Love you, Vic. Gang, 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 gang. She also goes to Tania too. Tania does her hair. She has the cutest little uh, blonde TWA platinum blonde. She's out here 
doing yes. major things. That's my boo boo. Love you, Vic. Kitchen table talk oh, time. Oh my God. Gather around. Welcome, welcome, welcome Sit me. Down. Welcome you. Welcome, welcome. So, what are you munching on this week? Uh, I got trail mix and alkaline water because, you know, I'm trying to mm. balance out my, my body. You know, this acidity, get it the heck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm drinking my essential water, overachieving H2O. This is like, if y'all want to mm. sponsor the show, please feel free. Um, We're here. All checks are yeah. welcome. I like to all checks are welcome. line my alcas. <laughs> yeah, you got to line up your alcas. <laughs> I like to line my alcas super, up. Super, super important. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking trail mix and drinking trail mix. I'm eating trail mix and drinking water because um, <laughs> I've been out of town. I just got back in town today and my refrigerator is just as dry as Malik Yoba's lips, honey. Just dry. <laughs> just dry. Just dry. Yo. That nigga's mouth is so ashy. Y'all be careful. I have eczema. There's no excuse. Like, I've had eczema since I was a kid. You don't see me out here like that. How do you know? How do you know I'm I'm just managing? I'm assuming. But I'm just saying. I I don't feel like we need to give, we should give Malik (laughs) the benefit of the doubt, even though they are dry and ashy. God bless him. New York Undercover was a great show. Okay. So <laughs> we love you, Malik. What was his name on the show? JC? J was it JC? Damn, I can't remember nobody's name on that show. Eddie. Eddie was It was I Eddie. Eddie was, Eddie was the Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. I feel like it was JC. Yeah, Alright. I just remember he used to wear them leather did. coats. Them peanut butter leathers. He sure <laughs> did. And he was not his lips they were not were. as ashy then. I don't know I what happened. Them. Um I have yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Mm-hmm. Very black. I had a hankering. I made a like <laughs> Betty Crocker <laughs> autumn. I butter cake. I um I had a like I wanted so like my, I wanted soul food yesterday. So I made black eyed peas, collard greens, yams, mac and cheese, and fried fish. Ooh. And I made yellow butter cake with chocolate frosting. Like I kept it very, very, very black. You had me until the black eyed peas though. You don't like I don't black really peas. peas. I don't really, I don't really mess with the peas too heavy. Not even with turkey necks in them. I don't know. It's a consistency thing. It messes with me. That's how I feel about lima beans. I, I don't really them. mess with them neither. No, 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 no. I can't with lima I'm beans. I'm all right. But yeah, anyway, we just out here. Yeah, man. Babbling. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Tangent. Tangenting. <laughs> so this week, um, I had to. I'm not going to go into full detail. But I had to have a conversation, a business conversation, an uncomfortable business conversation with uh, a colleague, a friend slash colleague, a colleague who is a friend. And it was it was a very uncomfortable conversation, uh, but it was a conversation that was necessary. And so it got me in a space where I was like, all right, you know, part of adulting is sometimes having to have these difficult and uncomfortable conversations and it comes up in every type of relationship that we have. It comes up in your professional life, your romantic life, even in friendships, like family, family, just dealing with other human beings (laughs) with different personalities. You know, it's inevitable that we're eventually going to have uncomfortable or difficult conversations that are necessary when you to say have. uncomfortable or difficult, are you mean like, are you saying like, uh, well, you have to tell somebody that you really love and care about about themselves? 
Okay. Absolutely. Yes. If we're going to put it in, in, in black yeah, men's man. terms. You got to lay it out there. I have to tell Let you me tell you why. Yourself. Let me tell you how you got the game <laughs> effed up. Like, and I cannot curse you out as I would a stranger. You know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. Because I actually exactly. give a crap about who you are as a person. There's a you level of care saying? that I have to have. So I got to be you. a little, you know, I got to finesse it a little bit. But we got to get you told. <laughs> because you out here, yeah, you out here living foul. And so that that's when you're dealing with loved ones. But then you get into a professional setting where it could be like, like you got to make your money. So as much as you may want to punch a nigga in the face, that's not always the proper response because then that will leave you out you and broke. Have, yes, there's cost. You know, you have to weigh the cost. Absolutely. So I thought it would be good for us to, because I'm like, okay, because I had to think. To myself, before I had this conversation with this person, I had to sit back and say, what is going to be the best way for me to approach this topic? Because it is a sensitive topic, but it's something that needs to be said. And I said, how can I approach this in the best way where I'm not coming at them? Because I know that I have a tendency to um, be a little raw and unfiltered at times. That's a very and nice so way in- to put it. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> so, so I was like, how can I, how can I broach this like as best as possible? And so Kia and I collectively, um, came up with a couple of steps, uh, five steps to be exact for maybe something that might help you or help all of us. Cause it's something that we're all going to have to deal with this sometime or another, um, about how to how to how to navigate handling those those difficult or uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, like just five things to keep in mind when you're preparing or considering having a a challenging conversation with somebody um, that you're in relationship with, no matter what the relationship. Absolutely. So you want to start or me, my nigga? You go ahead. You All start. Right, then. You start. Um. Number one is is to be clear, have some clarity around what the issue is. And I think that this is mm-hmm. pretty key because a lot of times, um, you know, there can be some gray area or some, I think you just, you need to, you need to make sure that you are very clear on what your problem is or what your, what, whatever the issue, whatever you're taking issue with. And, Yep. When I say be clear, not just in terms of like, you know, being able to clearly articulate it, which is uh, which is also absolutely necessary, but being clear and checking, like doing some self-work and seeing like, you know, OK, why is this bothering me? Being clear about why this bothers me, being clear about, um, you know, you know, sure, being sure about whether or not this is something that needs to be addressed, mm-hmm. uh, right now, being sure about this is the right time to do it. Just taking some time to check your emotions and check, uh, just doing a self check of everything before even, uh, broaching the conversation. Because I think a lot of times we can lead with our feelings, um, inst- mm-hmm. instead of, instead of being, you know, being clear about, uh, the facts. And a lot of when that happens, it's, it's a lot. It's really easy for there to be misunderstanding or um, miscommunications, things to be taken the wrong way, taken out of context, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a good first yep. step is to be clear 
about whatever the issue is. You know, I don't like it when you X, Y, Z, or when you do A, B, C, D, it makes me feel this way or that way. Um, and I want to talk to you about it because blah, 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 blah. Like just having, being clear about, um, what it is, whatever is bothering you. Also being clear with yourself, like before you even approach that person, knowing, saying, all right, what, you know, this is my issue, laying all your little facts out. So you're not going in like mumbling all over the place and stuttering all over the place and stumbling, like just being very clear about what your issue is in the first place. And then that leads to number two, knowing your objective. Number two. Um, Number two. What do you want to accomplish by having this conversation? What's the desired outcome? What are your non-negotiables within this, you know, this particular challenging conversation? Or what are some things that you might be willing to hear out from the other person? So just knowing what your objective is, what you want to accomplish by having this, what, what kind of outcome do you want to have from it? You know, are you hoping to salvage a relationship? Are you hoping to just have some clear communication and cut ties with somebody? Are you being very clear about somebody owing you money? I don't like, yeah, you I know, mean, is somebody you know, treating you in a way that you don't like? You know what I'm saying? Without clear direction, it's easy to kind of spin your wheels and get kind of caught up in a back and forth or an emotional exchange. Yeah. Um, but it helps you to kind of be prepared to go in, say what you got to say, and then get out, which will get to... In yep. a later, I guess, uh, a, a later or further down on the list, but just having a clear sense of what the issue is, number one, and then number two, okay, I'm having this conversation because, you know, I tried to, I tried to go around it, or I, you know, I, I try other ways to kind of convey this to you, and I couldn't, so now mm-hmm. I have to sit you down and have a come to Jesus like so so that we can I can let you know Ooh. how you how I can let you know you know the dynamics or what whatever our issue is we can hash it out and then we can move forward or I can let you know that if you don't stop this or I'm, I need to set a boundary um and that you know put put some conditions on it like if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't do this if, if I'm telling you that this bothers me and you continue to do it then I'm going to have to make some changes it's just good to kind of have all that kind of worked out in your mind. Not saying that you have to have a script yes. or anything, but just doing some self, doing some preparation before having the conversation um, will, will it lead to, it'll, it'll probably increase the likelihood that the conversation will be a productive one. Right. All right. Then number three is uh, managing your emotions. Mm. Um, mm. This is really hard. <laughs> Right. Um, for me. <laughs> right. Me, because I do not, Jay could tell you, my mama could tell you, everybody, my boss could tell you, everybody mm-hmm. who knows me knows that I do not have a poker face. No. no. If I don't like no. it, if it stinks, if I'm confused, if, 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 um, if she's tastes irritated, bad, if I'm cold, if I'm sweating, like y'all are going to know. <laughs> Exactly, exactly happy. how I feel. It's literally written all over your face. Hey, hey. you don't have to say, you don't have to say your word. 
You don't have to say a word. You don't have to say a word. Just lie, just lie, just lie. Lie for me. It's better than anything I've ever heard. Heard. Terrible. You see how we get distracted? That was a throwback. Yeah, Um, I loved it. But yeah, I'm saying that. So I have to be very cognizant of that. When I have to have difficult conversations and I have to be cognizant of that, because I understand that, you know, emotions are often reactive and not necessarily responsive. Mm-hmm. So my initial mm-hmm. reaction could be like, ew, gross, but <laughs> not really, not really realizing that that response could be offensive or inappropriate or whatever. So as I'm, as I grow in my journey toward uh, supreme adulting or adulthood, I should say, I've, had to struggle. I've struggled really in professionals. Like my boss got me together literally just this week. We were on a conference call because I was in Chicago and she was back at the office and she didn't even see my face, bruh. But she literally was just like, <laughs> like she said something. She, she said, had an opinion. I guess she's, she said something and I was like, all right. But she literally was like, your voice changed. Like she was like, I could, like you don't like I could that. tell that you just feel some kind of way. Like, and I was like, dang. <laughs> but um, so I'm saying this is something that I am actively working on. But it's really critical that you manage your emotions. So if you're really mad about something and the person just did it, maybe it should maybe it's good for you to have, you know, to walk away. There are times where I've had to, you know, let me call you back. You know, give me a couple Ooh. minutes. You know, let I've had to take a deep breath because if if if, if <laughs> my know. emotions are are you know really high, you know I'm not really thinking. I'm leading with my my feelings and not my mind. So I would might say something that I, uh, you know, upon review or upon you know further consideration, I probably would have said it differently, or I might not have said it at all. So, you know, being being. Um, a part, being a grown up is being able to ma- to mm. manage your feelings um and and knowing when to speak and when to shut up you have to know yourself um you have to do like kelly from if kelly did a good job of catching herself in insecure when she was in Issa's apartment and she was like you ain't got no money okay all right she's like i didn't mean to say exactly. that like that <laughs> You have to catch yourself like Kelly. Yeah, man. It's critical because without managing your emotions, like, you know, like Jay was saying, having the conversation with her, with a colleague who is a friend, you know, her, she, you know, her, she was irritated. She was annoyed about something. Right. And if she would have led and opened up the conversation with, now what in the fresh hell? Like that probably would, she, it would have been, it would have been, you know, a different, a different you know, a whole different discussion. Um, but if she took the time to sit and think about, okay, you know, this is getting on my nerves for these reasons. And I need to tell her because I actually care about this relationship and I want us to be able to, you know, address this and go forward. Now she would have just flew off at the handle, flew off the handle and just like cursed everybody out. Then you might not have been able to recover. (laughs) Exactly. That's like that time. So one time, so one time, Antoinette, I'm sorry, I had to put you out there. <laughs> one time we were in a we were in a in a bar lounge, whatever you want to call it. And we're dancing, having a good time. We're all a little drunk, 
And Antoinette let her white side come out because she she like was playing and like she gets a rough sometimes and she did this little pop pop in the bar. And so yeah, pop pop to like she like did a little like one two. Hmm? Yeah, pop pop on my face, pop pop oh, while we okay. like dancing. So I had to stop oh, okay. and catch myself, and I I st- like because because my first reaction was like just like bring it back real quick and throw it forward, but then I was like, that's your friend, that's your friend, she's drunk, that's just your drunk friend right there. Okay, check yourself, that's just your drunk friend right wow. there. Because my first reaction would have been to punch her in the throat, not her, but any human being in that setting. <laughs> I had she, to she, remember she she hits you in your <laughs> face, albeit in jest. <laughs> In a good in like a joke, but like yeah, right. That's real. I, and I then there was yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Finish your story. There was two niggas who saw it happen, and I saw their faces. They were like, oh. And I just, I like balled up my fist, Arthur style. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, it's about to go down in the middle of this lounge, and then I reeled it back real fast. What were you about to say? No, because I was saying that I um. Even though, like, this is cool. This is why I didn't really expect to talk about this. But, like, when even <clears throat> you may, there may be times where you have to apologize for something, even if you didn't mean it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like what I said, you know, I say all that. I guess I'm saying I, I've said on the show that, like, intention doesn't absolve you from responsibility. Right. So there was an instance where I said something to someone and I was joking, but they took offense to it. And okay. they reacted and I, I was just like, whoa, I was joking. Um, and you know, the conversation ended when I said I was joking, but the more that I sat with it, I was like, I clearly hurt this person. So mm-hmm. even though my pride, you know what I'm saying? Like I had to swallow it and just go back and say, you know what? I didn't really know. Like, cause I had no idea he, the person reacted like really like I was about to say bigly. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> I can't believe that. I literally I was literally about to say bigly. Oh. Like in all seriousness. I'm never watching television again. Oh, you sound like Huey. I'm so upset. I can't believe that I was about to say that. You've been watching B E T You've been watching B E T. I've been watching y'all's president. Ugh. Never. Um so yeah, he, the person reacted and it was clear that I had offended the person and I was reacting to the reaction. Like, who you talking to? <laughs> I got mad and then just ended it that way. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, if I hurt this person, even though I didn't mean to, I'm willing to apologize for that. Um, right. So having, so being able to manage and check those emotions that I was having, even in the reaction allowed me to be able to go back and have this difficult conversation where I had to eat crow and say, you know what? <laughs> I realized that, My you bad. know what I'm saying? I realized that I, I clearly crossed the line with you. So for that, I apologize. And I'm sorry that I caused you to act. Bigly. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had a tantrum. No, oh, no, I'm just saying. I'm sorry that you got big mad. I'm sorry that you got big mad. I ain't mean it. But no, I, I actually gave a real apology and I ate it. Let me tell you how I, ooh, because the person was just like, yeah. And they was clearly still mad. Right? So every part of me was Childish. like, the, it was, 
it was still rising up. It was still rising up. Like, <laughs> but nigga, you ABC. <laughs> I realized that in apologizing, it's not about me. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, nope. He needs this. You <laughs> know, he needs this. So I said, <laughs> I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give it to you, and I apologize. And I felt better. I felt better. <laughs> I felt like an adult, and that was a difficult conversation that I had to have just this week. Like my nigga. Who is you talking to? And then sometimes you got to have them where you have to stand very firm in what you and what you're saying. And it doesn't matter what the other person's argument is. And it's not not hearing the person out, but it's being set and comfortable and you feeling the way that you felt initially and not allowing somebody else to manipulate those emotions. Right. So it's finding that balance between, you know, it could be either scenario, but it's finding that balance and knowing. And that's why it goes back to number one, being clear about what your issue exactly. is. Exactly. You want to make sure that you fully understand why you feel the way that you feel right. before you even say something. Right. And I was clear about my intention on apologizing. So even when he wanted to go back into the argument space, I was able to be like, all right, no, nah. like I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't I come here for this. I came here right. to give you this apology and you're going to take it. Amen. Um, and that's going to be the end of the conversation. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's it. I stand corrected. You know, in the beginning, I was saying that difficult conversations just go one way when somebody has offended you and you need to get them together. But a difficult conversation can also be when you have offended somebody else and you right? got to get, and they they have have to, to get and you, somebody yes, has and to you get, get you. Get yourself. Yes, absolutely. So my bad. Um, are we ready to move? Are we ready to move uh, to the next one? Oh yes, I used to it's date. Your- I, I used to date this nigga from Harvard real quick. Oh Hold come on, on. here, yeah, Harvard. Hey, I know, right, right, right. I was with a smart nigga, <laughs> so <laughs> so I used to date this nigga who went to Harvard, and I'm young, like I'm so young at this point, so I'm foolish and stupid and all of that, right? So I did him dirty. He found out about it. And this nigga sent me the most educated, <laughs> like, cuss out I love it. via email that it. I have ever. Oh, man. I should. The only reason I don't have it no more is because it was a, it was a Hotmail account. But when I tell you I re- had to respond back to him and, like, clap my hands, I was like, kudos to you. Nobody has ever cussed me out like that That's before. I respect That's you. That's how I cuss you out. <laughs> like, right. That's like, my kind of caring. I appreciate your verbiage. <laughs> so I had to literally, I literally had to be humble and sit down. I told that nigga, I said, shout out to you. You told me about myself. Ain't nobody ever told me about myself like that. So you know what? You go ahead. Like, you got it. You got it, my nigga. So I definitely difficult conversations sometimes go the other way where somebody has to come and get you together. And you might not always know, like it might not always be intentional where you've offended somebody, but you could be on the other end of that. Um, Number four is paying attention. So once you have been clear about the issue, you've stated what it is. um, You've you've spoken to the other person in a calm manner. You then have to pay attention to their body language. You have to pay attention to their response. Um, you have to pay attention to whether or not the conversation is now uh, not going anywhere. And these niggas are just not hearing you anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not it's not a productive conversation anymore. Yeah. Like pay attention to all of that. Go ahead, sis. I mean, there's definitely a point where, you know, you reach a point of saturation. And like I said, you know, the person, yep. you know, it could be going in an in a unproductive 
in a direction that's unproductive. So like, yeah, like Jay said, pay attention, watch the signs and, and be clear that you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? If, if your intention was to say your piece, you don't have to keep saying it and you, and they don't, they don't right. have to believe it or I don't want to say they don't have to believe it, but they don't have to accept it right away. Um, right. or, you know, people, people sometimes need space and both parties need space yeah, to kind of process. process and understand and yeah. think and you know it's it's easy to get caught up in emotion and just kind of keep going back and forth about something but i think in order to keep the difficult conversation in a place where everything is is still productive you have you don't want to beat yeah, somebody over the you head you have to be responsible to kind of just say all right i'm not going i'm not going there with you or you know this is over right. we've talked about this several times you know i said what i needed to say and we can, you know, just, you know, we can talk, talk about yeah, it later. We can talk about it later. I'm going to, you know, if you want to sit and think about it, we can set another time to talk. We can, you know, just keep, you want to make sure that you keep the conversation, um, Productive. yeah, in a place where it's going to, you know, be beneficial and not just kind of like y'all just talking for the sake of talking. Cause nobody enjoys that. Right. <laughs> like you yeah no beating dead horses no beating dead that's horses. never any good no beating dead horses nobody has uh, breath to waste or no. time for that matter and what is the last one the last one is you have to be comfortable with whatever response you receive that's so, it so you know you have to be ready for people to be receptive to what you have to say and you have to be ready for people to be like that's some bull swanky and I don't like they don't have to accept right. it I just, you know, but you going in, you shouldn't have any expectations. You shouldn't be like, oh, you know, I'm going to say this. They're going to get it. We're going to high five and everything is going to go back to normal. No, that's not right. how conversations work. Um, you know, nope. you have to be respectful of the other person and give them the spaces they need in order to do what they have to do to process the information that, that you've given them and respond accordingly. So be prepared for whatever response you get. If they curse you out, be be prepared to you know i'm not saying you got to take, take it, it but be be prepared right, to but be respond re that it might happen you know what i'm saying it might right. happen you know be prepared that it will happen if they if they be like oh my goodness that they apologize that's awesome or whatever you know um be 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 ready to receive that if they're confused and have right. other questions be ready to hear those just be just go in don't wear earrings. You might got to swing on right. them. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> I just think it's, it's helpful to just kind of think through um, and just be like, you know, she could, she could, he or she could just totally hate this. They could walk off. They could leave me standing there. Like, it's cool. No matter what. That's like that episode of Atlanta where um, Donald Glover, he was talking to his baby mom through the door and he was like, you know, if you know, let me do my thing. Like I need to make this money the way that I know how to make it. And you know, if you love me and you have love for our child and blah blah blah, I just gave this whole like heartfelt speech, right? She opens the door and she's like, "That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life." Exactly. <laughs> like you have to be prepared, no matter what kind of heartfelt speech you have prepared. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is set yourself up for a disappointing ass conversation. Don't rehearse a conversation yeah. because it's never going to go the way that you think it's going to go in your head. No. Look at what happened to Issa. Issa was out here imagining getting pregnant, had whole ass babies, families, niggas was going on vacation, had matching t-shirts and shit, socks. Hallucinating. You know what I'm saying? She was like off the shrooms. And when she came to, this nigga was like, all right, 
I'm out. <laughs> so, like, I'll see you later, Eve. What? (laughs) Meanwhile, you had entire like life changing events happen in your head in a matter of thirty seconds. That's totally me, though. Totally. (laughs) So you shouldn't do that. (laughs) I used to like rehearse arguing with like if 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 I was going. I used to rehearse arguing with niggas in the shower. I'm gonna say this. Oh, he not. Then I'm gonna hit him over the head with this. He not gonna be able to take this. Like what a dummy, right? Because it never, niggas never respond the way right. that, and that I would you have, say they're going It respond. seemed like every time you have your arguments all lined up, point A, point B, point all the way to point J, right? You got a whole nine They points. divert. So, listen, I'm, there, I can remember I have one specific time in my mind. I literally had wrote down on paper all the things that I was getting ready to lay out. And I literally started with number one. And that nigga said, I'm so sorry. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not finished. Like, he, like, he was, he didn't want to, he did not want to hear the rest of the list. He was like, you're absolutely right. I was like, but I had prepared. He heard number one list. and was like, nah, nah, nah. Number one, hell nah. Said, like, I don't want to hear the rest of this. I'm sorry. a goddamn notebook and was like, no. <laughs> he said, nah, this bitch wrote me a thesis. Like, absolutely do not. I do not want to hear this. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, I apologize. But you don't, e- you don't even know what you saw. I apologize. He's like, we don't, we're not doing this. I was wrong. I'm like, that is correct. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, like. I'm going to tell you the other side of that. Because you can have all your shit listed out and all on a notebook and one, two, three and ABCs in, in, in like subparagraphs and all kinds of footnotes and shit. And the first thing you do is come to a nigga and you'd be like, all right, number one, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, that's some bullshit because blah, blah, exactly. blah. They always want to try to divert. Line it up. It never goes the way that you think it's going to go. So don't re- even rehearse the conversations. Yes. Be comfortable with whatever outcome happens you need to know that it can go in so many different directions you can hope for the best but just know that that might not you know the realistic view is that it might not always happen that way and just know that no matter what you're gonna be all right regardless because you get better and better at having conversations you get more comfortable in knowing you know how you like to broach uh, these kinds of things so just like every other thing in relationships you just get better at it the more you do it um, and you learn, cause you learn yourself more and more. So Absolutely. that's the whole point of this kitchen table talk. So hopefully y'all can be out here having productive arguments with your loved ones. <laughs> we wish you all the best. Look how we're promoting healthy <laughs> communication. <laughs> we wish you all the best, really. Like Jerry Seinfeld did Kesha. Did you see that clip? <laughs> Kesha, Kesha ran up to Jerry oh, yes. Seinfeld on the like, red oh. carpet. <laughs> she, she was like, "Oh my God, Jerry, I love you. Can I have a hug?" He no, was like, "No, thank, thank you. you." She was like, but, "But I'm Kesha." He was like, "No, thank you. No, thank you." And so Jerry she like walked. She's like, "Are you for real?" He was like, "No, thank you." And she walks off. I he was that. like, he was cracking I've seen up. That. <laughs> oh. And they were like, "That was Kesha." He was like, "I wish her the best." <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. I wish her the best. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> no season. Curb your enthusiasm. Out now. <laughs> I love. I, I love Larry David. I, like I have. I have a soft spot in my heart for that old cranky man. But anyway, that's it for the kitchen table talk. 
Um, make sure that you guys are writing in to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. You're more than welcome to, um, submit anything that you love to hear us talk about on kitchen table talk or break down, whatever the case, you know, just, just uh, struggle with, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are open to suggestions, so you though. You can answers, definitely, right? but we're out here trying to give suggestions and just have trying to figure it conversation out. with you guys. So let us know. That's it. Talk to us. I deserve All right, y'all. It's time for Black Woman Self Care because I deserve. Sing it, Mama D. Um, I'm not gonna sing it. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's is that my Black Woman Self Care? Is that how you taking care of me? <laughs> I deserve. Anyway. Um. <laughs> My black woman self care. Oh, girl. <laughs> My black woman self care is twofold, believe it or not. I guess I'm making up for not having one last week. Amen. So, um, first things first, I have. I pop a freaks all the honeys, dummies, Playboy buddies, those getting money. <laughs> you said it. You started it that way. It's your fault. You I'm done? sorry to. I'm finished. I... <laughs> um. So I I would have joined you, but I'm getting ready to talk about my devotional now. Shut up. Okay. All right. All I right. Started, um, I started reading uh, a a devotional like in my um. I don't even know. Like I'm trying to be more disciplined in my in my time in the morning. Um, kind of br- getting myself together for the day and, you know, spending time with God. And my, uh, pastor and my church wrote a book a couple years ago. It was a prayer devotional. It was like 50 days of prayer. So like every day he, um, you know, gives a scripture and writes a, a devotional about like, you know, things that, that make us kind of probe and question our prayer life. Um, and it's designed to strengthen it. So I did it when the book first came out and for whatever reason, I was led to do it again. So I started, um, about three weeks ago. So I think I'm like 22 days in to the 50 day, uh, devotional. And it's just been really, um, it's been really kind of cool. I, I have to be honest that, you know, there are some mornings where I, I don't do it. I don't do it every the same time every day. And I have gotten behind. Like when I went to New Orleans, I fell off and I was feeling bad about that. But, you know, instead of beating myself up, I just kind of like made up for the days that I missed and just kept going. Um, but mm-hmm. I will, if you guys are interested, I will leave the information. It's available on Kindle because I just have, I have it on the Kindle app on my phone. Um, I will leave the name. It's called Ignite. It's like 50 days of prayer, like ways to ignite your prayer life. It's by Matthew Watley. I will leave the information in the description box if you're interested. I think the book is like $9.99 or something, but it's been helping me. Um, and a couple of days, well, maybe last week or so, I had screenshotted one of the pages um, and shared it on my Twitter. And many of you were like, yo, what book is that? So that's why that's why I am sharing it this week on Black Women's Self-Care. So hopefully you guys will check it out if you're interested. Um and if not, you could pay it no mind. Secondly, um, 
Secondly, <laughs> I I had the opportunity to spend some time with some some mentors um, professionally and personally. Um, I went to a conference this past well, the last two days I was at a conference um, in this area, it was a local conference, um, but it was for women of color in STEM. It wasn't a traditional research conference. It was uh, more of a a meeting that was uh, designed to kind of affirm and um, give women the strategies and tools to kind of build themselves up in their personal and spiritual lives in order for them to do their professional work like even better. And it was literally mm. like a hundred and something black women PhDs and academics in a space. And we literally just sat around and I just was able to learn and glean so much from all of these super smart women. And it wasn't about like, mm, yeah, cool. it was so cool because it was more than just kind of like disciplinary talk. Like we weren't talking about the, the actual factuals of our work in day-to-day lives, but we were talking about what it means to be a black woman in the spaces that we occupy and it was so, so awesome. And I got a chance to, you know, hear and meet some great, we had great keynote speakers. I got an opportunity to meet Erica Huggins. If you haven't, if you don't know who Erica Huggins is, she's a former Black Panther. She was falsely incarcerated. Mm-hmm. She was one of the keynote speakers. She was falsely incarcerated for two years. Her husband was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, she has an mm-hmm. awesome story. And I got a chance to meet her and have dinner with her. It was awesome. So just Having, oh my God, that's dope. Yeah, man, it was so cool. And just getting to spend time with, you know, elders and and women who are kind of like walking um, in, uh, you know, your aspirations, the things that you want to do, people who are actually doing that right now. So just being able to be around them and literally not say nothing, but just soak up all the things that they're talking about. And that strength. Yeah, it was so, oh. so so awesome. So I came home today and I was talking about on Snapchat, like literally I came home and I was like, so full. Like I felt like mentally and spiritually, like mm-hmm. I was just, Oh, I was just brimming with all of this information. I literally had to sit in my room in my apartment and, and just like process it all. Um, and just kind of mm-hmm. like unpack it. And I'm still kind of like ruminating in some of the stuff. Um, and I know that it will, it will continue to, to be with me for, for a long, long time to come until next year, hopefully. But um, my Black women self-care is first by getting my prayer life together. And secondly, just kind of like being in a space with other um, more senior Black women. Um, and, and I just got to learn so much. So that, that, that's, that's my Black women self-care this week. That's what's up. Oh. <laughs> I don't even want to follow. But I you mean, have to, so go ahead. My morning routine consists of checking to make sure if he died. Oh, girl. He didn't. And then getting my kid ready I for really, school. That's I really dope. felt like my morning, I, I was wanting more, I guess I can say I was led to do this thing in the morning because I have found that I don't like the way I start my days. I I have fallen into the habit Mm -hmm. of reaching for my phone as soon as I open my Mm -hmm. eyes to like look at email or look at Twitter or Instagram. And I'm just like, I don't want to start my day like that because I feel like it sets the tone. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't like that. Like, 
if I see somebody say something dumb on Instagram and I roll my eyes and then I get out of the bed, then I feel like I'm thinking <laughs> about that dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? Versus if I read something that's actually going to feed my heart and mind and like, right. you know, put me in a, in a good positive place or even in a good introspective place where I'm thinking about how I can make myself better. That's going to set me up to have a better day versus me kind of looking at the daily mail or something stupid. Like, ah, like, no, that's, I, I, I try to do the same thing. Like <clears throat> I've tried to make it a habit to not look at social media when I wake up in the morning. Cause that's not how I want to start my day. It's not. Like, uh-huh. I remember the morning that Khloe Kardashian, like, it was leaked that she was pregnant. That was, like, one of the first things I saw. And I was just like, so? Like, I remember being in here like, who cares? <laughs> like, I can't believe that that's <laughs> news. That's morning news? Are you kidding me? Like, come on. It's morning but, news, sugar. But. That's the world yeah, we live in. or, like, you know, and there's so much going or on. Or hearing some dumb shit that he you said again. Saying? Or just, like. All, and I know that we're, uh, you know, shout out to everyone who's affected by all the things that are going on in the world, whether it be the hurricanes, word, uh, you know, you know, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, all the things that they're not quite covering as much these days. Yet we get to hear about Kyle right. and Chloe and the rest of these people. Um, but Chloe yeah, Jane. so <laughs> Chloe and <Uncle> James, honey. <laughs> Chloe got the juice. Anyway. Chlorinthal James. Um so yeah, uh, sh- uh shout out to to everyone in Puerto Rico, everybody in the Virgin Islands, everyone who was in Las yeah. Vegas, anybody who was impacted by this crazy yes. shooting, like so much going on on a day-to-day basis. Um and yes, we have to be, you know informed and not and knowledgeable so that you know we can kind of live our days you know in a productive way but I don't want to get up in the morning and the first thing I'm confronted with is kind of like all the terrible things that are going on like or all the irrelevant things you know what I'm I saying? don't want to like, wake up to Donald Trump I'm tired of waking up to Donald Trump I don't want to hear shit else he has to say I cannot stand him it's I cannot really stand the things that come out of his mouth and I'm very well informed as to um, why I hate him, but I also don't, I'm tired of seeing or hearing about him first thing in the morning. And so I have to make a conscious effort to do something else where he is not the main focus of my yeah, mornings. Man. That's true. So in, so for my black woman self-care, it is very minimal. <laughs> this is, because because having dinner with Erica Huggins, I don't even know how oh gosh, I can come amazing. anywhere near that. She's so fly. Um, I ran into, oh, I can only imagine, oh my God, Erica Huggins, Angela, Asada, like that's my dream. Oh, that's my dream dinner. Let me put that out there. Er- and Erica Badu. <laughs> so um, I, I saw a black woman on the street selling jewelry. Her jewelry was beautiful. And I bought myself a... Uh, a gold chain with the amethyst crystal because it said it aligns your chakras and a nigga needs her chakras aligned quite often. And so in the vein of me mm. trying to be a peaceful person and work on myself as I actively work, I am also wearing this pretty necklace that's supposed to help, you know, handle well, all okay that too. Then. 
That's my black woman. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Align your chakras. Moisten your chakras. You don't want ash. I ain't chakras. got no chakras. I think we all got some chakras. Sometimes Mm -mm. they just shook. Anyway. All right, then. Honestly? Truly. All right. It's time for the honesty box. So, we'll start it off. Hello, ladies. First, let me say how much I love the show. Y'all brighten my Tuesday every week and make my commute and mind-numbing but financially necessary day job bearable. (laughs) Bless all of us with those awful day jobs. Now, on to my question. I've been a ballet dancer my whole life and work very hard at my craft. Presently, I teach ballet and have been training to return to a performing career. Five years ago, I suffered from burnout and I've had trouble with depression, which made it impossible for me to dance. Today, I'm much healthier mentally and now I'm working on getting myself back to the best technique I can have for my age. At 23 years old, I feel like I have a small window of time to get back into dancing if I work hard enough. I was a college student on a traditional university campus, but did not graduate yet even after four years due to changing majors and feeling out of place on my campus. Since my decision to return to the ballet world, I've opted to transfer to an online degree program as it is much easier for me. I have a day job as an assistant from nine to four, teach dance three nights a week from four to nine, and in my time not teaching, I take ballet classes with mentors to improve, and online school is the best way I can work getting my education into my schedule. Recently, the man who I have been on and off again involved with made a comment about how my degree wouldn't be worth anything because it is online. He said they let anyone have those and kind of laughed at me. He thinks I should stop trying to dance and go back to school full time at my previous university. He's made remarks before about how I don't commit to school the way he does and commented on my intelligence because all I do is teach ballet. I value his opinion because we are very close and he's been a huge part of my life for a long time. He himself is very academically driven and had a large academic scholarship for his bachelor's and master's programs. He is now looking for law schools to attend. My question to both of you is should I listen to him and go back to school full time and leave behind a performing career as a dancer or is competing online still a valuable means to my education? Thanks so much for your help. Sincerely, team typing slow but still trying to type. Can I just start off real quick? Please. Yeah, fuck that nigga. So listen. No, I don't care. Nope. I don't know. Like that's first of all, that's that's super disappointing. Um you already suffered a you already suffered some form of trauma, you know, in something that you love so much, which caused you to, you know, have to take some time away from it. And now you have the drive and you have the passion to get back into that and this is something clearly that you have been focusing on for quite some time um for somebody who who is supposed to care about you uh to be so um to like make a mockery of what you're doing and to put you down it's disgusting and that's not how somebody is supposed to love you. And you don't deserve that. Online school, if that's what works best for you, if you're doing what works best for you, but you're doing what you love and you're fulfilled in what you do, then you do what you need to do for yourself. And you don't let anybody deter you from that course. You don't let anybody discourage you with their, you know, with their banter or with, you know, with their with their meaningless chatter. You don't let anybody discourage you. 
because you're doing what works for you and you're doing something that you love. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel fulfilled because you focused on something that you care about. And fuck what that nigga has to say. Nothing he's saying is productive. Who cares what his path is? His path is not your path. And that is okay. And he needs to be respectful of the of the fact that you're doing something that you love and you're doing it in the way that that works for you. And he needs to be encouraging. And if he can't do that, he can he can get right or get left. I see no lies. Um, I, I think that uh, I totally agree that this uh, his approach is all wrong. Um, I would also uh, say that he is not positioned to give you any advice about uh, a the merits of your education or b your career trajectory. Um, nope. I think that. Um, his opinion is just that, an opinion. Um, I would say that if you have done due diligence and made sure that, that, you know, the decisions that you make line up with your goals that you set for yourself as far as what your career is going to be in terms of, you know, performing or teaching or whatever, then that's really all that matters. Yep. Um, and he doesn't have to have... He doesn't have to agree or sign off on or um, validate any of the decisions that you make, especially, not especially, but especially, especially if he is not funding and or sponsoring. Talk about it. Anything um, that you're doing as it pertains to your your training for your career. So um, I get that. you know, you want to hear um, the thoughts and opinions of your partner. I get that you res- you re- even respect his opinions, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not his call. It's not his call. It and, sounds and like you, an you asshole. Don't have to, you don't have to justify anything that you do to him. Um Ooh. Especially to an asshole. Yeah, it's also it's, yeah. Especially if he is not even considerate of how his words and the way that he is judging your decisions would make you feel. Yeah, he's um, being a complete asshole to you, and you don't deserve that. So I, I think that you know you didn't ask us. You didn't ask. You asked us what we thought. Um, but I guess if I if I could offer you I don't know what your what your plans are or whatever you decide but I would suggest that that you have a conversation with him um that first lets him know that the way that he talks about your decisions or your um your plans or what you what you what you're doing is inappropriate and disrespectful and um you can tell him that you appreciate the fact that he is concerned, but you can let him know that you, if you've done it, you can let him know that you've done your research and you know what you're doing as far as your life is concerned. Exactly. And if he, if, um, if that's more than okay, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I'm not going to tell you to go back to school full time and I'm not going to tell you to leave an entire career um, that you've put a lot into and that you clearly are very dedicated to. I mean, it sounds like all of your extracurricular activities are surrounded 
with with dance, whether it be teaching or learning. And so clearly this is something that you're passionate about. And if you have figured out a way in order to achieve that, then don't let anybody, don't let anybody, you know, get you off track. Especially some raggedy, ashy asshole. I don't care if he's going to be an attorney. I don't care if he's going to be an attorney. That's not. And guess what? You're a dancer. That's beautiful. You know how many niggas are dancers? Not a lot. I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm just leery. I've I've had a lot of. I have been in relationships with with dudes who have tried to advise me. Um, Right. Don't give me advice, nigga. I mean, I mean, I feel like if it's good advice, I, I, I actually will welcome if, if I trust you and, and I see your decisions and I value your opinion. And I think that, you know, you're a stand up person. That's different. I, I wouldn't mind hearing your perspectives on things. That's different. But it's all about your presentation and how, you know, don't come at me on some. I think what you're doing is stupid. That's it. <laughs> um, that's the kind of advice I, I do not want. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I think y'all 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 should have a conversation. Um Especially if you're the type of nigga that can dish advice out all over the place and never take it. Like please, you gotta be you careful get all the way out of here. You gotta be careful. You have to be careful because That's you know, emotional abuse. I just think I just think it's really easy for and I don't know this young man, I don't wanna judge him, but I just feel like it's in my experience, it's really easy for guys to tell you what they think you ought to do. Um, and it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like you got every right to tell me your opinion, but I do not have to heed your instructions. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a difference between opinion and instructions. If you give me your opinion, I can hear it and I can disagree with it. Right. Or I can agree with it. You know, I can take, you know, eat the meat and spit out the bones, whatever works for me. But you know what I'm saying? I don't have to do nothing just because you say so, my G. I really don't. I only got one daddy. I don't even know where he at. So you? <laughs> it's not looking good for you, Chief. It's not. It's not looking good. You ain't my daddy, Chief. <laughs> my grandmother used to say, yo, I love her. She would probably punch me in my face if she knew I said this. But she used to talk about how like, my grandfather used to be real super suggestive. Like his suggestive, his suggestions would often temp- temper or, you know, teeter over the line into a prescription. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. your suggestion is, is sounding a lot like uh, in, a, in a directive, my nigga. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So my grandma used to say, like, he he used to cross that line. She used to say, she said, I used to just remind him. I used to be like, my daddy's name was George. <laughs> what was your, what's your name? Oh, okay. Because George is not here. Hello? Good morning. What are you saying? And he's like, that's it. Grandma, get my together. My daddy's name is Mickey. <laughs> Please. What's your What's name? Your yes, honey. As in the mouse. Hallelujah. My dad's name is Todd. Todd? Like T-O-D-D? Yep. Why it sound like you said T-A-W-D? Like Todd. <laughs> Todd. Todd. And I called him Todd till I was like 10. That was real Brooklyn yeah. of you. And then, <laughs> Todd. My father's name is, is Mickey. And everybody thought I was was lying about that in elementary school, but no, that is his actual name. <laughs> That's like one of my friends who told me her dad looks like Cat Williams, and I thought she was lying, and then he actually looked like Cat Williams. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but yes, yeah, sis, I hope that's helpful to you. Uh, 
And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. I think yeah. if you dance and you love to dance and you're good at dancing and you got a shot to be a professional dancer and that's your passion, I think you should chase that with absolutely everything you got. You better um, dance in your lavender. <laughs> in your lavender. Dance. It's coming dance. out of her. From her back. Um, I think you should give it all you got. And if this nigga got a problem with it, tell him to call me. I got no problem absolutely. telling him. Stop playing in my face young man why don't you go take the LSAT and get out of my business yeah. hello I'm fucking she's gonna she's gonna tell him dignify good night like, good night me. nurse <laughs> are you kidding me are you kidding me you done got your little master's degree and now you wanna give somebody some advice let me tell you something son son nephew alright ain't nobody asked you for nothing hello have I asked you for anything let me tell you something. You in law school, but you I didn't ask you for no legal advice. I didn't ask you for anything. <laughs> like, fuck out of here, come nigga. Come on, man. Ease up. Yeah. <sighs> tell that nigga to, to tell that nigga to get right or get left. Tell him to support your decisions or go on somewhere. Nobody has time for all that negativity surrounding you. If he's not paying any of your bills, even if he was, but especially if he's not paying, does he have anything on your rent? What did he got on October, sis? Right. What he got on, on your telephone What he got bill? on October? On any of these what bills for October? What you bill? got? What you got on this car insurance? What you got on this cable bill? What you got? Nothing. What you got? Oh. All right, then. If you don't got nothing, that's where your opinions ought to be. Right there with your nothing. And out of my face. <laughs> See? Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> See, that's why I'm by myself because I got all of these. I got this mouth. I'll be like, You said what to whom? My nigga, what? Let's find out. Are you see. kidding me? I'm sorry, what was said? Like, <laughs> that's my problem right there. <laughs> the lady at the conference today was just like, You know, guys like when, you to- when you're smart. They love when you smart, but they they want you to have like they want you to turn your smart off after a certain hour. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, you got something to say all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like it when you got something to say sometimes, but if you got something to say all the time, that's when they start getting like, oh my nah. gosh, you got something to say every day. They want to put you on that nighttime, uh, that nighttime iPhone mode. Right, nigga. Don't turn the. They want to dim uh-huh. you, nigga. Don't dim me, nigga. <laughs> Don't put me on no yellow light, nigga. Yeah. Not no yellow light. Did you put me light, on nigga, theater mode? Uh-uh. You better take me off of theater mode. Hello? Don't mute me, my nigga. I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, did you snooze me, nigga? nigga how you did? What? Did you put me on do not disturb? Oh, <laughs> hell no. Like, uh-uh. Not here. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you got to pick your battles and learn when to close your mouth. But I just feel like. No, nah, turn your phone up and turn, <laughs> turn, turn your light I just up, feel like nigga. I'm right there's here. There's got to be. Uh-uh. Turn your brightness up, my nigga. I'm out here. Okay, it's daytime. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Don't get me. Don't. But, uh, yeah. Don't nighttime mode me. <laughs> this nigga put me. He, well, I'm not an Apple Watch. Don't you put me on theater mode. Hello. I'm out here talking. I'm out here talking. <laughs> I know my husband put me on theater mode. I know he do. That husband put me on theater mode. That's real. Because I put you on theater I mode. Know. I will theater you right out of this door. Let me tell you something. 
right quick, I'll go right into this room. Recluse <laughs> for the night. Oh, gosh. Just me and my pillows, nigga. Anyway, um, so yes, that was the honesty box. Make sure you're sending your honesty box questions into gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are doing our best to get through them, but there are so, so, many. so many. And just mm-hmm. know that if we have not had the chance to read yours, or if we can't because of volume, that we are definitely still reading them. Um, so keep them coming. They are always seen. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for the petty peeves. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's time for the petty peeves. Hey. It's time for the petty piece. Hey, it's time for the petty. Okay, put your petty on parade. Today I am going to read a listener, so I'm putting a listener's petty on parade. But obviously when we read listener petty peeves, it is one that we can relate to. Hey, Jade and Kia. Hey, girl. I, I just needed to drop something in the inbox because my religion was tested in the grocery store on today. There's nothing more irritating than going into the store and having your items backed incorrectly. Oh, oh man. Yes. When I shop, I place my groceries in my cart according to how I need to bag them. There's nothing worse than putting your food on the belt to be scanned with purpose to then watch some high schooler with no home training bag your things any old kind of way. Please do not even get me started with older women who know full well the proper way to bag groceries but will not because they about to clock out Fair. for their break. Why on God's green earth would you put two cartons of orange juice and two cartons of milk in the same bag? Then to add insult to injury, these jokers have the nerve to huff and puff when you ask them to double bag the heavier items. Madam, if you don't want to work here, you most certainly can go. No one needs you putting raw meat atop their vegetables. No one is interested in 20 yogurt containers smothering their buy one, get one Sara Lee bread, sis. I hope we will all touch and agree that we will condemn those who cannot bag groceries with a shred of sense. Signed, Brandy, fed up at the grocery store, Scott's. At Brandy said on Twitter. Brandy, I am a Virgo and I'm very particular about my groceries. <laughs> I'm very sensitive about my shit. I like it put on the belt a certain way and I like it bagged a certain way. There are things that go together and there are things that don't go together. When I go to Trader Joe's, they get it right. They put my frozen items in my meat and plastic bags and everything else goes in paper. It's perfect. But when I go to the hood supermarket, Sometimes they just don't get it correct and it pisses me <laughs> off. And so therefore your petty peeve resonated with me. And I join you in condemning those who bag groceries like, what is it? Uncircumcised Philistines. 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 Uncircumcised. Sadducees. Babylonians. Pharisees. Whatever. What? Like all of them. Sad- oh <laughs> Pharisees. Pharisees. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, aren't those the ones who fake pray? <laughs> anyway, um, so, <laughs> what's your petty pee? I'm also going to read a petty pee from a listener. And when I tell you that this just, I had another one all in mind. But when I read this one, I said, now, Lord, I hear you speaking directly to me. Um, and it's from a listener. Yeah, I read this in Plot of Kia. Uh, by the name of Chantal. Uh, Chantal. Uh, the subject line of her email says, for the love of God, please blend. She says, praise <laughs> the Lord, niggas. Hey, Cousin Jade and Cousin Kia. Hey, girl. Hope all is well with you both. Well, yeah. 
first, I just want to say I adore the podcast and I look forward to the key keying with y'all of every week. I love y'all so much. I had to go back to the beginning and catch all the way up. Oh, so, so cute. Uh, so glad I did. Y'all got me through the most boring work days this summer and I'm highly grateful. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. listening. <laughs> she, she included it, Tanji. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to read it. But I, I will just read it because oh, you were over here. Tangent, I actually had a full cackle and halfway choked on my water at that story Kia told in the I Got It From My Mama episode about the little girl at church. My coworkers were looking at me <laughs> crazy because I was crying from laughing so hard. I don't even remember what that story was. Was it when I told the little girl I would break her fingers? Probably. I think so. Um, yes. <laughs> she says, anywho, I'm going to try to make this short. But I had a petty peeve I just had to share. As Kia, I think you may relate. Ladies of the universe, why mm, won't the you blend the concealer around your eyebrows? Oh, my oh God. God. Why on God's green earth do you have a chalk outline eyebrows <laughs> like someone was murdered <laughs> on your forehead? Come on, special victims. <laughs> I mean, terrible, right? Just <laughs> SVU, just criminal intent. Criminal mind, face, girl. Literally um, criminal. Especially mind. after all of the excessive tools that are created, specifically for the purpose of helping you blend sponges, sponges brushes, brushes, fingers. Fingers. You can actually use your phalanges, girl. The good thing, the Lord, Lord gave you those. Um, she said, "And why? Please tell me why does everyone ignore the area between their eyebrows?" Girl, you appreciate Tell me why Girl. ain't nothing but a hard day. reaching. Ain't nothing but a I mystery. am sick and tired of getting anxiety from these Instagram mini tutorials where I'm waiting for them to finish blending and they move on like they're done. <laughs> I feel like people like who... <laughs> she said people like that who do that eat their chicken when it's uh, still bloody. Ooh, yeah. You are, you are not done. <laughs> I want to yank. No, nor are you finished. finished. I want to yank them back to the mirror by their ears and put a brush or beauty blender or a disposable <laughs> blended sponge, silicone, anything. Hell, maybe even one of them chicken cutlet bra inserts inside <laughs> their hand to make them sit there until the line of demarcation is no longer visible. You chose to go four shades too light in your concealer. Mm. Now reap the, the repercussions. Mm. Now, let me tell you, oh Chantal, you got me together right here because I had sent this in a group chat to my friends because I, there's a young lady who I know personally who refuses. I don't know what the trend is right now, but are big eyebrows back? Yes. And like those drawn on ones are terrible. So this young lady, when I tell you, I just saw her brow and it made me think of a jet bridge. You know, the jet bridge that you have to walk through to get from the gate to the plane. Oh my God. Kia sent that in the group text. I actually text. did a side by side with this young lady's eyebrows <laughs> and the jet bridge. And, and I'm jet telling plan. you that they're, they were one in the same. <clears throat> because like, you know how they make that, like the opening, like the front of your eyebrow should not be as wide as a two way street. It should no. not be. You should not be no. able to transport three to 400 people between your eyebrows. Like that's not. And let me tell you something. Chantel was really oh, going to underground something. ass, listen, railroad ass listen, eyebrows. You got to stop when Chantel was old journey smaller ass eyebrows. She was on to something <laughs> talking about this whole. You know, your your forehead is just one. It's 
you, the, the space between your brows, you have got to bring that together. When you have, when you conceal your brows underneath, you got to take that same color that you put underneath your brows. You have got to, you have got to find a way to blend that and make that gradient in to the highlighter that you, that you use to conceal the center of your face. You understand what I'm saying? Like y'all just be out here with lines on your face and it's just yeah. so evident. So literally. I don't even know how to do makeup and I, and I, blend I mean, it's my just shit. seamless. Like your skin, when you don't have any makeup on your skin, just go like the dimensions in your face are seamless. They just transition seamlessly. So when you are mimicking yeah that after you put your makeup on it is your responsibility like you must you must replicate your original face that's the whole point i yes these it is to highlight and it is to highlight and accentuate it is not like build a, a mexican wall like it's that's <laughs> not what it's there for you're not supposed to separate you're not supposed to look crazy so I don't even know how to do makeup and I know to blend my shit. Oh, another thing. Can I add on to that? Mm -hmm. This banana powder situation that you all have going on. Like you guys owe the fuck D on banana powder. So when you take pictures, it looks ghostly and crazy. It's Stop not for doing everybody. That. It's not for everybody. And and I think the the biggest issue that I have is that the people feel like they need to baptize themselves in it. Like. <laughs> Clearly, and these these professional makeup artists are doing this to these celebrities, so they're on the red carpets looking crazy as cat shit. It's just really, like, you just, there are things, you know what I'm saying? YouTube, God bless YouTube. YouTube, there are people out here, makeup gurus on YouTube that are literally making millions of dollars. Like, literally. So they've done well for themselves. But I think what we lose sight of is that, you know, makeup artistry is, is you know, many of us, are makeup enthusiasts, self-included. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a makeup artist in, in that I will do makeup for people. When I've been asked, like, you know, my friends getting married, I have done bridal hey. clients, all that stuff. Hello. Yes. But at the same time, I respect the artistry and I respect people who have invested in, in being trained and learning how to do this. Um, and there are people who are self-taught, so I'm not shading or shaming them, but I just feel like, YouTube kind of got us all out here feeling like we saying fine. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the artistry comes when, when you know, when you're able to look at, at, a, at a face, whether it be yours or somebody else's, and assess what the needs are and then meet those needs. Not that you just do everything that you see. Did, did you ever see the Joanne the Scammer makeup tutorial? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like we just out here following the steps. Like that. Like <laughs> Candy Johnson is one of my favorite YouTubers. She's a a white girl, um, and she's she's just so bubbly and awesome and amazing, and she does great makeup. But I cannot do like my. We have different faces, different skin tones, different features. Mm. I can watch her makeup tutorials and appreciate what she does to herself. But I have to know that what she does for herself, I cannot do for me. Right. Like, right. that's true because we just, it's, and I can respect it and I can take something that I see her do and I can try to make it work for me, but I cannot just mimic and I just cannot. So I don't know. Shanta, you did that girl. I mean, we all got to be out here. You, the eyebrows that you have on your face, the best eyebrows will come when you work with what the Lord gave you. 
Amen. Like legit. Like Amen. legit. Stop trying to make a bride and no brow, sis. Like just nah. What, Yo, what speaking you got? of which, what like so now they have like lace Stamp. front eyebrows. Yes, they do. What the fuck? Did you know that Crystal has some? <laughs> no. What? You should call your sister and ask her to tell you that story. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even need that. Just ask her. Call her and tell her. <laughs> she has some. This is a long, long time ago. She does not have them currently, so don't y'all be doing too much. But, <laughs> oh my gosh. You should call. Just call her and ask her. I hope that she won't yeah. be upset about me saying this. Yeah. But. I don't think she will. I feel like she's talked about it because she's tweeted about it. I know she has, but you should talk to her and just ask her to tell you the story of when she saw some lace front eyebrows online and she ordered them. You should just ask her to tell you that story. (laughs) I can't believe that you didn't know that. I definitely Lord God. Oh my God, my cheeks hurt bad. Okay, so yeah, they have stamps anyway. now too. They also have eyebrow stamps. Like you literally like put like it's a shaped eyebrow, and you like find the stamp. You literally just smack it on your face. I don't know how that works if you already have an existing eyebrow, but God bless. Clearly, that's for people who have zero eyebrows. Some people shave them off or just make them really small so they can just, you know, do them themselves, which I mean, for some people it works if they know what they're doing. But for those of us who don't know what we're doing, it would just not be in our best interest to shave our eyebrows off and, and use the stamp. I just feel like you can't do everything you see on your IG feed. So stop it. Just cut it out. I know. And stop Remember putting Trends are no bueno. Yeah, man. Stop putting these jet bridges on your face, these parallelograms. Your eyebrows are supposed to look like (laughs) eyebrows, not any other quadrilateral. Stop it. Stop it, I said. When your auntie was following trends, she tattooed eyebrows on her face and look at her now. Yikes. And now she got gray hair with jet black brows. These angry, angry bird brows on her face. Help us, Jesus. Not Angry Bird, bro. She's looking like Angry Bird. We got to do better. Like, as a people, I want us to do better. I want better for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Brows shit. are really tough. You know what I'm saying? I think that if you're... Just, we can have a whole show about We brows. really can have an entire kitchen table talk about eyebrows. We can have but... a kitchen table talk about makeup. Because Fury, one time I was doing an Instagram Live, and Fury suggested that we do a makeup dudes and don't you the hell ever <laughs> that, would, that would be fun don't you the hell ever do that ever again bong next week oh, no. uh kitchen table <laughs> talk makeup dudes and don't you the hell ever don't you the hell ever do that don't you do that maybe we'll and the ever, don't you ever in your lives maybe we could talk about crystal's eyebrow story but maybe crystal <laughs> can just come on and talk about her eyebrow story <laughs> Surviving. Oh God. Hanging <laughs> in a child life. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Do, 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 do. All right. Well, that's it. 
Yeah, ain't we lucky we got them? So um, make sure you guys are uh, moistening your chakras. Um, I don't got no chakras. Drink your water <laughs> and use your coconut coconut oil. Why I say coconut? I'm tired. It's time to go to bed. Drink your water. Mind your business. Moisturize your situation because your black will certainly crack if it's dry. Jojoba. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was my Migos ad lib. Oh. Well. Bye. All right, y'all. <laughs> See you next week. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.